Welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage. This podcast is dedicated to helping attorneys earn more money, get better clients, and spend more time with family. I'm your host, Alej Yajnik, founder of Law Firm Success Group. Smart business guidance for small law firms begins in three, two, one. And it's my pleasure to welcome to Lawyer Business Advantage, Zachary Young, partner with Patton Sullivan Brodell. Zach, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks, Alay. I appreciate the opportunity to be here with you today. Well, I appreciate you being on the show. Really excited for our conversation. And tell me, if you had to do something differently in your path to becoming a partner at Patton Sullivan Brodell, what would that be? That's a good question. And uh, I just happened to make partner earlier this year. So it's a timely question. And something that I think maybe I could have done differently is recognized earlier on in my career that it's it's not enough just to be able to do the work as an attorney. There are other components that go into business development. And I think that was a lesson that I learned later than I would have liked to. And um, we can talk about some of those other components that I think go into business development. But before we got on today, I gave it some thought and some things that came to mind for me was, um, I think it's important to make sure that you're being known, being likable, and being willing to ask for and accept help. And um, those were the three things that came to mind for me, lessons that I learned kind of as I went along. And we can go into some of those in detail if you'd like to. Yeah, that's great. So being known, being likable, and willing to accept help. So. Um, of those three, I know I, I tend to struggle with one of those more so than the other two. Uh, what about you? For me, it's actually the last one. And uh, <laughs> me too. <laughs> go figure. And it took me a long time to realize how important that is. I tend to be a little bit of a lone wolf and like to handle things myself and not as I as it gets played off in my mind, burden other people. But um, you have to realize that if you are being likable and you are being a person that somebody wants to help, they may not know how to help you. And so you have to be willing to ask for and let people know how it is that they can help you in their career, in your career, sorry, and then be willing to ask for that help and so and accept that help. And some examples of that could be, for example, I come across other attorneys or people in other industries and I've made it a point to start telling them, even if you don't come across any litigation or cases where you think that I would be suitable to help that person, here are X, Y, and Z ways that you can help me. You can introduce me to these people in real estate industry because I'm a real estate litigation attorney, and those tend to be the contacts that I can service and I can help, or any other number of ways that they might be able to help me. And Zach, as a real estate litigator, um, who is your ideal client and what are some of the key problems that you solve for them? Sure. So for me, I handle a lot of disputes in the commercial leasing industry. And so that can be either landlords and tenants. And then really, it's anybody who has real estate investments that they've had some issue with. So that can be garden variety real estate issues like... um, easement issues or issues with title insurance to I'm starting to see a lot more issues, uh, business issues in the context of real estate investments. So partners who have gone into business together or members of an LLC who have gone in on some sort of real estate investment together, and they've begun to fight. 
And my goal is to try and resolve the dispute for them as quickly as possible, frankly. And oftentimes that means that I can keep them out of litigation and resolve it some way before we get to litigation and other times not. And there's a number of different paths that I can pursue from court actions to arbitrations. I've actually started handling a number of disputes by involving receivers who are people who are put in control of the partnership or the LLC or simply just the property to help resolve the dispute. And so that's an avenue that I'm seeing more of that isn't necessarily as traditional or customary. But for me, it's important to be able to think outside the box and to be able to solve whatever problem that my client has. And those are some of the avenues that I look at. And you, my friend, have a lot going on, as I I can totally tell. Um, How is it that you are able to find the time or how are you able to find the time for business development? Yeah. So like you, Alea, I have have kids and any number of other things going on. So it can be hard at times. But I think one of the things that I realized over the last couple of years is that you can be pursuing business development in different aspects and areas of your life that aren't necessarily true business development areas as you traditional areas as you would expect them. And what I mean by that is, again, I was thinking back earlier today before we got on and I could rattle off a number of different people who have given me referrals over the course of my career that I wouldn't have expected. A person that I play slow pitch softball with, a parent who goes to the same preschool as my preschooler, somebody from my church, things like that. And so again, I go back to the principles that I was talking about earlier. If you're known, if you're likable, and you're willing to let people know how they can help you then you can be pursuing business development in a number of different areas in your life. And sometimes it's easier to make time for it than you would expect because you can do it as you're pursuing these other avenues of your life. And then if you can add on to that with some specific marketing and business development tactics, such as for me, I have a number of different organizations that I'm involved in, including the one that you and I met in, Provisors, that just is the cherry on top. That's really cool. And, and the likability piece we can get to maybe if we have time. So, But I want to focus our conversation today on the known and asking for help because I think those two things can be very closely related. And you mentioned the various different sources that you weren't expecting to get business you know, from your slow pitch softball league um, or from your church, but you were known and people thought of you. What are some things that attorneys can do uh, so that they're known in areas which aren't, you know, traditional networking types of things, but they're there and they're present? So for me, it's a conversation that comes up in day-to-day conversation pretty easily. People tend to ask, you know, what do you do? And it's not something that you have to hit people over the head with. But again, if you're somebody who's likable, you're going to be having everyday conversations with people, whether it's at softball or church or otherwise. And it's pretty easy to let them know. Um, somewhat subtly, like I said, without beating them over the head with it. This is the type of thing that I do. Perhaps you have a war story or something like that. I often have some sort of a trial story that's fairly recent that I can tell people and say, you know, I'm an attorney. Um, For example, the type of thing that I do is this. And then I can tell them a, a war story. And that that tends to be something that people can relate to a little bit easier than saying, I'm a real estate litigation attorney and watch their eyes glaze over. Absolutely. And, and by being known, you've got to get out. And that's one of the things that I've heard come through 
you have an incredibly busy schedule. You have a, a good sized family, a young family. You've got, you know, you go to the gym all the time. You're networking. You are in litigation. You have a full load of clients, um, but you're still getting out there. You're involved in the community. You do some activities and those all give you opportunities um, to get known. What would you say to an attorney who basically just works all the time and bills a bunch of hours and lives their life in their office and on their computer? So I would say I've been there and I've done that because I have. That was the beginning portion of my career. And there's certainly a place for that um, in developing your career. For me, it was how I really practiced my skills and got good at what I was doing at. But at some time, at some point over the course of your career, you have to evolve from that. Otherwise, that's what you're going to be stuck doing throughout the entirety of your career. And so there has to be a portion of um, your time that's devoted to some of these other things. And it can look like any number of different methods and paths for different people as far as getting your name out, being likable, and asking for help. There's not one size fits all. Fit it into the things that you're already doing. And then, like I said, if you can also fit in some of these networking groups or different things like that, that can be the cherry on top. Yeah, that is so true. And, and I love your point about how at some point that has to change. You know, if you want to evolve as an attorney and get to that next level. So let's talk a little bit about asking for help, which is something that I know I struggle with. Sounds like you struggle with as well. What is it about that that makes it so darn hard for us to ask for help? Right. And I think for me, there's a feeling that I don't like burdening people. I don't like burdening people. I don't like asking for help. I don't like thinking that I owe people something. And, um, I think the answer to that, quite bluntly, is you've just got to get over it. You've got to get over it and you have to get over yourself. <laughs> because if you are a likable person, people are going to want to help you, but they may not know how. So you have to be willing to ask for that help and be able to accept it when it comes. Otherwise, you're missing what I see as a key component to the business development. Because for me, I would say the vast majority of my referrals come in from somebody else who's being contacted by a client, and then they're referring it over to me. It's rarely actually the client who is initially reaching out to me directly. And so if I'm not letting this middle person know who I am, developing some sort of a relationship with them so I'm likable, and then telling them how they can help me, who they can look out for, what contacts and relationships I need to establish, then I'm going to be missing out on all those business opportunities. Yeah, that's that's really well said, Zach. And it, it, there's so many reasons why people are reluctant to ask for help, especially attorneys, attorney entrepreneurs who are listening. Your identity might be wrapped up in being the smartest person in the room. Right? That's what you expect to be. That's your image. That's your identity. And if you're asking for help, guess what? You may not feel like you're the smartest person in the room. Although I will argue that the smart people ask for a ton of help and they get the value in doing that. But that's all whole different conversation. You might be afraid of being rejected. So you ask for help. The person says, no, I don't have the time. I'm not able to do it. What I don't feel like it, whatever it happens to be, where you get that dreaded, let me think about it and I'll get back to you. That might be another, another reason. The third is you might not want to just inconvenience people. Like I think you were saying, Zach, uh, people are busy. They've got a lot going on, um, You know, especially as we're emerging from the pandemic. Ah, you really want to put your request on top of their already busy plate. Um, 
those are just some of the reasons. And Zach, to your point, I love your advice. Just get over it <laughs> because that's exactly what you need to do. And to that, um, to add to that too, Alay, I think another component to that is also be open to helping others, right? That's part of, I guess, what goes into being likable, but there is something to what goes around, comes around and karma and the golden rule and however you want to put it. But if you're out there looking to help others and contribute to them, it really is going to come around to you. So I think that's a part of getting over it too. And if you're out there helping others, you have every right and you should be willing to accept help from others too. And that is how you're going to progress your career, I found. Yeah. And for you attorney entrepreneurs who are, who are listening up on this, here's a little secret. People like to help. Like imagine how good you feel when you're able to help somebody. It feels great, right? So now you're giving that opportunity to somebody else, putting them in a position to help you. They will feel great if they're able to help you out. It's not a bad thing. And the quick aside on my story, when I started my coaching practice here in the area, I knew nobody. Uh, at all. And so I had to do a lot of asking for help. And there were a lot of people who've helped me out who there is, there's no way I can ever really pay them back. They just helped me out. And it's, it. They, I'm just not going to be in a position probably in the next several years to ever be able to pay them back. So I've committed to paying it forward. And that's another thing you can do if you're worried about not being able to reciprocate because someone's doing this great thing for you. You can always pay it forward. That's well said, Aladdin. And I think another way that you can also pay it forward and pay it back even too is make them look good by helping you out, right? One of the ways that they look good is they refer a client to you or a potential business opportunity and you do a good job for that client. Well, now they have also done a service for that client because they were the one who connected them to the person who got their problem solved. So I also see that as a way of paying it back. And I really appreciate the way you've laid up this framework, you know, get known, be likable and ask for help. That's really cool. And as a, as a busy litigator with a full family life as well, it's hard finding the time. And, and you mentioned some of the things that you're able to do to do that. Um, you know, your, your colleague, Kevin Brodell was on one of the earlier episodes of the podcast, and he has this fantastic blog that he writes, which Zach, I'll let you give a plug for a couple of, couple of the blogs he's doing right now. Um, but he said that he just has it. It's just discipline. It's in his calendar. He's going to get it done every month and just knock it out. And there's something to be said for that level of discipline. So um, tell me a little bit about how those blogs are going. Right. So um, yes, there's two blogs that Kevin primarily authors. And if you're a regular reader, you'll find that I'm actually a guest author as well now on occasion. And so that's his Money and Dirt blog and his LLC Jungle blog. And that sort of ties into the, some of the practice areas that I was describing that I participate in, as well as my firm obviously specializes in as well. So Money and Dirt tends to give updates on some of the new developments in the law related to different real estate matters. And then, as I mentioned, we're seeing more and more business disputes in the context of real estate investments. And LLCs are the popular vehicle that people are putting those in now. And so we're seeing a lot of LLC disputes. Those can be disputes with uh, a manager, if a manager is put in place of the LLC, or sometimes just among the members of the LLCs. And so the LLC Jungle is a blog 
where Kevin gives updates related to new areas and developments of the law in that context. Awesome, Zach. Thank you for that. We'll have a link to it in the show. We'll have a link to Kevin's episode in the show notes and in both of the blogs. So you can all check that out if you want to, attorney entrepreneurs. But all of this stuff takes time. And even if you're doing it kind of on the side uh, as you meet people, or you're doing it intentionally by writing a blog or a couple of blogs, going to networking groups, that kind of thing, you've got to have the time to do it. And if you're really struggling for that and you don't feel like you have the time, but you don't really want to hire somebody full-time to help you with that, consider getting a virtual assistant. Um, they'd be able to offload your admin time, someone who is you know, in your time zone, um, someone who is basically a member of your firm dedicated to you full-time, and someone who you can get for a fraction of the cost of hiring somebody on your own. That's exactly what Get Staffed Up does. They're a sponsor of this podcast. They're founded by attorneys for attorneys. I refer clients to them all the time. They've placed hundreds of admin assistants with law firms across the country. Um, Because they're lawyers, they know exactly what to look for in candidates and how to make this whole virtual assistant thing actually work for you and your firm. So uh, if you're interested in freeing up your time, check them out at getstaffedup.com forward slash lawyer business advantage, and that'll get you $500 off your setup. So Zach... What are some of the things you're looking forward to over the next 12 to 18 months? So for our firm over the next 12 to 8 months, I think it's actually going to be a really important period of growth for us. Uh, When you're in a small firm like I am, we have about five attorneys. One of the concerns is always that you're going to grow too fast and then need to scale back at some point or take steps backwards. And so you're constantly guarding against that. But we've been actually bumping up against the opposite for quite some time now where we're all working more, frankly, than we would like to be. And even worse, we've been turning away cases at times. And um, so we're actually in the position where we are hiring uh, somebody in the next couple of weeks or so. We're starting some of the interview process actually at the end of this week. And the goal is to finally take the, the lid off of that pot and let it boil over and allow some of this growth to occur and start accepting all of those cases that we haven't been able to take on and, and grow a little bit. And so I'm really looking forward. I think for me personally, it's going to be a period of growth for the next 12 to eight months. And so we're really looking forward to it. Fantastic. And there may be uh, potential attorney entrepreneurs who are listening who might be interested in your firm. So care to give us a thumbnail on the kind of attorney you're looking to hire? Absolutely. So we're looking for um, really a broad range, but anybody who can contribute. And so that would be anybody who has real estate real estate litigation experience, preferably about five to seven years out of law school, somebody who has experience taking depositions and that type of thing. Um, anybody along those lines, and even if your real estate experience is somewhat minimal, that's something that can we can teach you and we can train you. And so if that fits your bill and you're looking for either a hybrid or remote working situation. We're based in San Ramon. Uh, Please contact us. Great. And for those of you that don't know, San Ramon is in the San Francisco Bay Area. And Zach said they are open to hybrid or remote type situations. So that's pretty interesting. Uh, Zach, if someone is interested in that position or just interested in chatting with you further, what's the best way for them to contact you? So the best way for either contacting our firm or me is through our website, psblegal.com or my email address is zyoung at psblegal.com. I'm also on LinkedIn, Zachary Young, Patton Sullivan Brodell. 
And again, there's the blogs that we frequently write on. At least once a month, we're contributing to each of those blogs. And so that's a good place to check in with us and see some of the new issues of the law that we're looking at. And um, those are the primary places to get in contact with us. Awesome. Hey, thank you so much for being on the podcast and congratulations on making partner at your firm. Uh, Everyone, that is Zachary Young, partner at Patton Sullivan Brodell. Thank you very much, Elaine. And that's a wrap for this episode of the Lawyer Business Advantage podcast. One thing that would really help both us and other new potential listeners is for you to rate this show and leave a comment in iTunes, Stitcher, or wherever you tune in to listen. And I want to hear from you. So connect with me on LinkedIn and let me know what you think of this episode. And if you are a solo or an owner of a small law firm, and you're looking to earn more money, attract better clients, or reduce your stress, we would love to talk with you to see how we can help. Request your free law firm assessment by visiting lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. Again, that URL is lawfirmsuccessgroup.com. We look forward to talking with you soon. Thank you for listening. My name is Ale Yajnik. Until next time, remember, you can seize freedom. You can embrace happiness. You can build your perfect practice.